The following podcast is a recap of a movie you have never even heard of, let alone seen. Consequently, the entire conversation is spoilerific. We here at Pain and Green Peppers, at least the same among us, encourage you to avoid watching any movie we discuss at all costs. It is not worth the damage it will do to your soul. Just sit back and be amused at Shane's anger and outrage. Thank you. And now, a word from our sponsors. Are your feet cold? Do your tootsies crave to be wrapped in the ultimate softness and warmth that only a real chinchilla carcass can provide? Then come on down to Raging John's Chinchilla Farm. We raise our chinchillas with all the love and care that the courts demand as a result of PETA lawsuits. Then, at the peak of their fluffiness, we take them, kill them, skin them, and make the softest, most luxurious house shoes known to man out of them. Big feet? No problem. Come and browse our line of supersized chinchillas, raised on an exclusive diet of McDonald's food and sweet tea. Want something nice for the kids? We'll kill one of the babies just for your little tot. Are you a pirate? No problem. We sell singles as well. So come on down to Raging John's Chinchilla Farm, where the soft, brown, pleading eyes of our chinchillas mean nothing compared to the possibility of making a quick buck. Just up Highway 66, on the frontage road. podcast my name is shane aiden and with me is patrick height of course my lifelong buddy and the eternal torturer yes yes indeed that's me yes yes <laughs> and uh this is the Peyton green peppers podcast we are currently isolated from the COVID 19 virus uh, yes. doing this remotely and working against all the technology which apparently hates us it does it, it seems to anyway and, yeah. as much as i hated this movie this is, as, as I said, we are a, a movie review podcast, and the uh, premise of it basically is that uh, my quote-unquote friend on the other end of the line here uh, will pick out a quote-unquote movie, <clears throat> some sort of cinematic dog squeeze, and I will, for some stupid reason, uh, agree to watch it, and then he gets my take on said cinematic dog squeeze. Yes, yes, yes. What was the movie that you tortured me with this week, my friend? Oh, this 1977 classic, Yeti Giant of the 20th Century. Uh, it was a great movie. What can I say? It was a fantastic film. Apparently, it was, you don't agree it with was, it. Uh, oh, God. Well, it was not as bad as uh, some of the movies you made me watch in season one of the Payton Green Peppers podcast, which is available on the YouTube channel. Look it up. Um, but it certainly wasn't anything I would ever want to see again, unless I was, uh, dead. I think dead would be the only way I'd ever want to see this again. Wow. You, you really liked this film a lot. I can tell you, you enjoyed it. Uh, uh, well, you know, someone saw the Dino De Laurentiis version of King Kong and set out to make a, make a worse version of that. And that was a lofty goal indeed. <laughs> 
well, I mean, you, you got to cut this film some slack. I, I don't think, first of all, it had the budget as, as King Kong did. Would you agree with that? I, I'm, I'm not sure they had a budget at all. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't know what they were thinking or how they came up with this or anything. Um, this has some of the worst effects that I have seen this side of uh, Land of the Lost. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, that's that's the level of blue screen that they were using. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, <clears throat> so tell me a little bit about this movie. Why? Wh where did this movie come from? Tell me a little bit of background on this before we dive, dive in. Well, uh, I, and, and I, know I know in your opinion, this movie came from a, a garbage scowl uh, from what from the way you've described things. Uh, but realistically speaking, this is an Italian film, which was filmed, uh, you know, partially in Italy. And much of the, uh, the footage was filmed in Canada, which you could probably uh, tell by by looking at the film. You know, well, yeah, since they kept saying we're in Canada. Oh, it's in Canada. Yeah, I'm thinking that maybe we could put it together that it was Canada. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely supposed to be in Canada. It's kind of like, a, I don't know, it was a little redundant, I'll give you that. It would be like a U.S., you know, picture, people walking around throughout the whole film saying, oh, it's good to be in the U.S. during this right. film. So it's kind of that right. sort of thing, kind of crazy. But right. no, no, this film was actually, it was simple yet fun. I would call it a guilty pleasure. I'm sure you would completely disagree with that. But uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, You'd be correct. You'd be correct. <laughs> Now, now, what? Let me pose this question to you. Would you agree that if you're a huge Bigfoot fan, which a lot of people are, they would enjoy this film? No, I would not, because I myself am a huge Bigfoot fan. I, yes. uh, I like researching Sasquatch sightings. I like uh, hearing scary stories and all that stuff. And this was, uh, I mean, when when Bigfoot and Wild Boy has a better version of Sasquatch than this movie. It's a sad thing. You keep throwing shade on uh, Sid and Marty Croft here. Now, that's that's not okay. That's, that's... <laughs> Those guys were geniuses. Come on now. Ahead of their time. <laughs> they were drug-addled hippies who had a camera and cocaine enough for some actors. That's what they had. <laughs> what they had was charisma, my friend. Oodles. Chlamydia, perhaps, but I don't know them personally, so you may be on something. But back to this film, Yeti, uh, giant must of we, the century. Must we? Must we? <laughs> I'm afraid we, we must. That seems to be our calling tonight. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so this this film, um, would, you, would you like to lead the narrative or would you like me well, to? Well, one of the first things I, I noticed, you know, it opens up with well, okay, like most Italian films, um, every sound is dubbed. It's, a, it's, it's looped, and it's just whoever the, the sound effects guys, they, they were horrible. Uh, I'm not sure what they were thinking. It opens up with uh, pictures of icebergs crumbling in the middle of the ocean. Yes. Um, and then they have a score, and... Uh, um, it is the most blatant ripoff of uh, O Fortuna I have ever heard. Uh, <laughs> and, and O Fortuna, as, as people will probably know, is most famous. Uh, most, most people know it from. It's the, the one of the themes from Excalibur. You know, 1982, I think it was. 
Awesome uh, film. Awesome film. And it has O Fortuna. And everybody knows that. And, and so many rock groups have glommed onto that. And that's their opening music. And this is literally like 98% note for note of O Fortuna. And just wow. go listen to it. Yeah, I, I'm advising you to listen to O Fortuna. I'm advising everyone else to not watch yeah. the show. We'll do that. Out of curiosity. Sure, it's, it's sure. It's like playing with a Ouija board. It's not worth it. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we discourage that completely. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, so the, they got this uh, ripoff score playing and uh, icebergs crumbling in the middle of the ocean. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, Yeti's. Traditionally, uh, Himalayas, you know, in right. Asia, uh, that that's you know, bordering China, Nepal, uh, not not a whole lot of uh, you know, Arctic ice uh, floating around carrying Yetis that that I've ever heard of. Uh, <laughs> just saying, um, and so you see a lot of this, and then you open up with a, a shot of a helicopter. And throughout the whole movie, you're going to see the same shot of the same helicopter about 400 times. Multiple times, yes. And uh, um, then you got a fat guy lowered in a basket. Now, you don't actually see anything coming out of this helicopter because this helicopter is not the kind that actually have room for a basket. (laughs) Uh, Or or you have a basket attached to it. It's obviously this guy being lowered on a crane. Like, literally just kind of like, on a, on a on an arm, drop down, and yelling at this dude who's cooking uh, some sort of stew out in the middle of a field, because that is where one cooks is out in the middle of a field. Of course. And uh, yeah, the the bad dialogue dubbed over, saying he discovered something. Uh, the only thing I remember about this was the fat rich guy sticking his finger in the ketchup bottle and sucking his finger. Nice. Uh, so. You- picture but the uh uh people <laughs> he's claims they found a, a yeti um and that he wants this is the other guy who's cooking this stew is his professor friend and he wants him to go investigate it so and and how my friend how are they defrosting this yeti that they found why well, well just like any of us would with flamethrowers of course wouldn't you because when, when you have a delicate you know, relic from the past. Sure. What you really need to do is make sure that you torch it with about a dozen flamethrowers. Right. You know? oh, good God. Fire melts ice. That's basic science, my friend. Basic science, sure, sure. And they keep referring to this as the Yeti. Not the Yeti, the Yeti. Yeah. It irritated me. Yeah, Yeti. I, I, yeah, I, I never understood the point. It, you know, it's it's dubbed. It's call it the Yeti. It's it's a Yeti, really. It's a Yeti. Right. Yeti. Yeah, I understand. Yeti. Yeah. But then, you, but then, then, then comes with and understanding. This is one of the most disturbing movies I've seen, just as cinematically, it's so disturbing. But the more one of the more disturbing things I've seen, um, in a lot of films was the looks between the lead girl, and not even the lead, leading woman, the leading girl uh, in this movie, and the uh, her semi-love interest. Uh, you, you caught all this, correct? 
Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, the leading character being Jane, of course, sort of like a, I don't know if they meant to be sort of a Tarzan Jane sort of deal type thing. I don't know. Or if that was just a coincidence, you know, wild man and, you know, sure. thing. but anyway. And, and her love interest? Was oh, that was Cliff Chandler played yeah. Mr. Tony Kendall, which many of you out there are probably fans of. Mr. Tony Kendall, Kendall rather, star of the Commissar X films from the 60s. Uh, other things such as Three Fantastic Superman, Return of the Blind Dead. I could go on and on, but you guys know who I'm talking about, I'm sure. Yeah, him and Paul Nashie. Yeah. <laughs> Good company, Cedar. Good company. Whatever, no, no. I did a little research on this. The uh, the Jane, the girl who's playing her. Yes. Uh, born in 1961. Huh? Now, this movie came out in 1977. Right. And back in the 70s, it took a long time to even make crappy movies. So there's a decent chance this was filmed in 76. Meaning this girl was 15, <laughs> maybe 16, when this was being filmed. Wow. And her And her leading man? 41. Oh, yeah. Considerably older. You can, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Father older. Yeah. Now it just got creepy. In his 20s, not having kids, had a kid in his 30s, and still, yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So, uh, what happens? Very good research there. That's good. That's good. What did you say? I missed that. What happens? What happens? They, 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 oh, yeah. They're, uh, want to defrost this guy and uh, the scientist decides that they're going to take him up in a helicopter uh, yeah because the oxygen rich environment that he's used to 10,000 feet up (laughs) now I'm a rocket surgeon but um, I believe that the higher one goes the thinner the air is uh, you would be correct. Okay. okay. So there's not an oxygen rich environment the higher up one goes. Uh, no, no. And, it, yeah. And then uh, what really what really got me, and this is when I was still watching it and trying to distract myself from what was going on on the screen. Um, <laughs> when they said, oh, take it up to 10,000 feet. Well, here's the problem <clears throat> helicopters really can't fly at 10,000 feet, not a normal helicopter. Uh, there have to be certain models of helicopter, and we're talking about helicopters in, in 2020 that can go 10,000 feet and still function. Now, this is a 1970s, 19, late 60s version of a helicopter that might, might be able to get you across a pond if it's launched off a trebuchet, but it's not going to go about 10,000 feet. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty high for just a basic helicopter. I would agree with that. Right, you know, right. Um, so, what? Uh, um, now, let me ask you this: How tall was this sure. JT? Well, it depends on what scene <laughs> you were watching. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> because uh, 
it changed considerably. I mean, one minute you see a, a giant hand a la King Kong clutching a human in it, and it's sort of relaxing there like a, a, a chaise lounge or something. And then another scene, he looks like, I don't know, maybe 25 feet tall. And I mean, it varied so much. Yeah, I, I, depending I estimated on that the, the Yeti would grow and shrink between 20 and 100 feet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he con contracted and, and, and expanded with the heat or what. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a good theory. I think yeah. that may have been the case. So they wake this thing yeah, up. Yeah, because... and uh, um, there's an awfully. I just remember I got this an awfully long hug between the teen and the pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, they uh, dropped the they, they ring the the Yeti after they woke him up and gave him a shock and revived him after they're saying a million years in ice. Um, yeah, I don't know. How you really figured that out either. Yeah, but, again, uh, the science of this. Well, any anything can be revived after being frozen. No, that's called dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. And I'm not even a scientist. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right. That's, That's just kind of just dead and frozen. I mean, if that was the truth, I mean, all the people on Everest could be just brought down, revived, and gone off at the little merry way. But no, they're kind of dead and used for trail markers. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It was a, a little far fetched, I suppose. And of course, a little uh, bit. Of course, they, they land uh, and, the, and the Yeti is. Uh, confused and angry and and has an outburst when someone flashes a camera at it and uh, um, the the scientist jumped up and screamed no don't shoot him he's a human being now, right right really is he really I mean <laughs> come on 20 and 70 700 feet tall I'm not really sure he's a human being <laughs> yeah I don't think I don't think he was. No, I don't think so. No. Opinion. And then, of course, he goes crazy. They shoot him. And uh, they wound his hand. He licks the blood. Uh, and then everybody's stampeding away because, was, you know, as always when you have a scientific discovery of, of, of great magnitude, you invite every human being in the, in the tri-state area to, to witness it. Yeah. Uh, you know, right. make sure you can contaminate the scene and Give us some sort of virus that it'll die from, and you know th this is the problem. That the Yeti gave us the COVID nineteen. That was the problem. That's where it originated. It's a million years old. We just didn't know it. We didn't know it. Uh, but as the the crowd is dispersing in great panic, uh, the only two people to fall down are the uh, the rich fat guy's grandchildren, who's Jane, the love interest, and her mute brother. I don't know if he's actually mute or this kid who just couldn't learn his lines. Like, just never mind. You're not talking. Um, yeah. And uh, they're the only ones that fall. And everyone's hurtling them like they are the dead. Just jumping over them. Oh, look, it's children. Let's leave them to die. Uh, yeah, let's not help them or anything. Right, right. Um, and then the girl wakes up. She looks at the Yeti and the Yeti... Uh, you know, start and, and understand this guy has a huge just mane of a wig or something on. He does. And he starts flipping his hair like a, a you know, 
shampoo commercial or something. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, well, okay. Do, do, you, do you know anything about the guy who played the Yeti? Uh, I know a little bit. His name was uh, Mimo Crow. I think I'm saying that right anyway. I know he uh, played St. Jude Thaddeus in the film Jesus of Nazareth. And besides that, uh, I really don't know much about the fellow. How about you? Uh, I, I can just assume since, he was, since this is an Italian film and he was an Italian, that they really didn't need to add any body hair to him for the Yeti effect. That's all I can say. I think you're probably right. Uh, you know, what I do know is that he did have those those crazy gray, green, blue eyes that you always see in these weird Italian flicks like Django yes. or uh, any of the Man with No Name westerns with Clint Eastwood and, or anything. Right. There's always some guy has like some eye color that's like this Mediterranean Italian thing and it's just a weird color. Eye. And I just, I'm wondering if that's kind of why he got the, the part. He's probably kind of a muscular dude, kind of looked like that. And yeah. He had to be so expressive with the eyes since it's a non-speaking part, unless you count the right. you know foley screeching uh, effect as speaking. <laughs> and he did do a lot of face acting. Let's be honest; the guy could face act. Oh yeah, uh, angry, confused, 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 sad, confused, sleepy, confused, passed out, confused. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just great. It was fantastic. I mean, he's a veritable Harpo Marx. <laughs> he just needed the top hat and the horn he would have been perfect oh yeah yeah why not <laughs> yeah so, yeah not uh he was okay yeah and, and of course as the as the trope goes he he takes the the pretty blonde girl and uh for whatever reason also takes the boy uh right and then <clears throat> starts walking off with them and the uh uh cliff the love interest guy and the scientist trying to track him. Now, they're looking around as if they don't know where this 50 to 100 foot tall monster went because you're not like you couldn't see it on this open plane that they were on. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, that's... they're like, oh, look, there's his footprints, and it's a crater you could park a VW bug in. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't know how I missed those. <laughs> Right. Very again, very large in certain scenes. Very large in certain scenes. And then the, the Yeti finds some sort of cave and puts the kids down and uh, leaves, comes back. Uh, the kids are surprised he's back. Like you wouldn't hear, you know, a hundred ton, 50 foot tall monster approaching you. Like you wouldn't hear this. They're surprised. Right. And uh, the Yeti has a fish. Uh, he does. What kind of fish was that, Shane? Uh, fake fish. Uh, fake fish oh, is, okay, is, okay. Is, the, is the kind. Because whilst it looked like a trout, um, I don't remember there being a whole lot of seven-foot-long trout. Yeah, it was a big fish. Yeah, it was a very big fish. Uh, the, the boy picks up a smaller fish out of his hand. And pretends to eat it, or does eat it. I don't know. Maybe he likes sushi. Maybe he got some disease from eating raw fish. Why he can't speak? I don't know. <laughs> um, but then, then the 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 ah the, the the yeti shoves the fish in his mouth and pulls out, 
and it's the cartoon fish head <laughs> tail with the little xylophone bone thing going on. Which yeah, that's how fish bones are. Uh, but apparently he was just trying to make her a comb so she could comb her lo- her, her luscious blonde locks. Because he cared about her. Yeah, right. he loved the girl. Right, right, right. Uh, and then uh, the lassie dog, there's a lassie dog that runs to the rescue. Oh, yeah. uh, has to find the people back. Oh, I can't believe he went across the pond. There was never any <laughs> Footage of them going across the pond, who just walking around. No. Uh, and then they come up, and the Yeti's not hurting anybody, and they decide not to shoot it and kill it and, and all that good stuff. And the uh, uh, professor has this wonderful line that, why, it's showing, it must think of these as its offspring. And all animals have concern for their offspring. Really? Huh. <laughs> I can. I don't think. That. I. I. I you know, t- maybe tell that to the uh, chimps, where the males are uh, rip apart the offspring so they can mate sooner with the with the females again. That's not a whole lot of concern, I don't think. I don't know. No. Okay. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, right. Awful. And then the uh, I, I love the 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 line where you know when the girls offered the fish. For several, I have no idea where this came from. She goes, men, all the same. How, she did say that, much, yes. How much experience she had with men at 16? Right, right. And they were all the same. I don't know. Uh, That's a very good point. Yeah. But then, then comes the uh, another super creepy line from the super creepy pedophile. Uh, when the professor points out that, well, maybe he thinks that the boy is his offspring and you, you would be his mate. And the the cliff guy goes, well, you may have some duties to fulfill if she stays the night. <laughs> That's exactly what he said, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inappropriate on like 9,000 levels, but okay. Right, you know, that sort of magnified the creepiness that he was already emanating. That just made it worse. But, the, but then we get to yeah. this. Then we get to this. Uh, the, the, what, the Yeti still had a wounded hand. What, my friend, what did they do to his wounded hand? Well, they uh, gave the, the girl some medicine, of course. Right, right. Medicine? And she sprayed it, it, was sprayed it on it. It was a can of hairspray. <laughs> A giant aerosol can, right, right. I don't remember there being a whole lot of, you know, leave the bullet in the hand, we'll spray with some hairspray, it'll be just fine. I don't... Yeah, it won't get infected or anything, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, maybe. You know, that's why Italy's dying. I'm not sure. (laughs) Spray hairspray on everything. It it works. They try to get the Yeti to leave, and, uh, you know, what, what does the girl do? She's, she's what to... does the girl do? I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, great. I gotta relive this crap. And you're like, ah, oh, I don't remember thinking about it. Ah. You didn't even watch this movie, did you? You tricked me. I tricked you. Yeah. You fell into my trap. Oh, my God. So she's like, Yeti, boy, girl, come here, go. Like, 
a million year old oh, yeah. creature is gonna understand English if you just you know Tarzan it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you know you skimmed over one of the most important parts of the film oh, though, when he was trans. Everything I could, buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> When he was transporting the girl and the, the young man, we'll call him the child, the boy, the mute, whatever, uh, you know, to the cave area, she reaches up and touches his chest. Do you remember this scene? Uh, maybe I was researching something else or, you know, I walked away. And... Go ahead. Tell me all she about it. This gigantic chest and caresses his nipple to which it immediately becomes hard. Ah. So what did it's this giant rubber chest sure. that is sort of on in, and as soon as she touches it, it inflates with air, or maybe there was an actor behind it pushing his fist. I don't know. But for some reason, they had to throw this in there to make it look as if... I, I don't know what, what the point of that was, but uh, it was there. Yeah, I'm kind of glad, I, I'm kind of glad I missed that. I, I don't know if it was in the edited-out YouTube version, or uh, I was just not paying attention, or... I blocked it out because that seems like something I would block out. I'm not sure. You'll have to go back and rewatch it no, now, no, the whole thing. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no, no. part of our deal, you Faust. <laughs> so, anywho. Uh, so, what happens next? Oh, they, they end up taking him back to civilization again, if I'm not mistaken. Right. right. Like, right. Again. Vaguely familiar of, I don't know, uh, King Kong, Mighty Joe Young. Exactly. And uh, uh, even though no one's seen this stupid thing, uh, everyone's gone crazy about the Yeti. And the, oh, yeah. the, the company, I'm not even sure what this company does. But, you know, it's, it's a gas company, it. it's a clothing company, it's everything. <laughs> And everybody's gone crazy, and this is where we're this is where we're treated to a disco version of Old mm. Fortuna. Uh, again, it is a it's O Fortuna, uh, but now in a disco version. The one thing I am impressed about with that is that they translated the lyrics. They made lyrics. It's, it's a they made lyrics, uh, and in English, and they rhyme and sort of half make sense. Um, don't ask me what they were, but I mean, it was like the, the English lyrics on a, it, uh, it was horrible. But uh, uh, people were having fights at the gas tank, gas station so they could get uh, gas from this company simply because the Yeti was their mascot. Get a Yeti in your tank. And uh, I mean, there were gas lines <laughs> in the late 70s, but it wasn't because anyone, anyone wanted a Yeti in their tank. Because uh, of <laughs> unrest in the Middle East, but okay. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, if you, if you research the song you were just talking about, the the, the lyrics, uh, if you really listen to it, they're singing about the Yeti. Yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. In English, though, that was the impressive thing, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was in English. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, he had his own theme song, right. which is and, and the, great. And the shirts with hands on the uh, chest area of, for women. Yeah. You know, the, you know, what I call the Joe Biden model t-shirts. Um, <laughs> and then on the back, what did they say? They said, kiss me Yeti. Right, right. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty racy. Right, you know, because the... really what one does is once to have some sort of intimate relationship with a variable 
50 to 100 foot tall monster because that wouldn't kill you. Anyway. Yeah. Sure, sure. Not well thought out. No, no. The mark on that one. Anyway, and, and, and people seem to be. And as normal, you know, once the Yeti is dropped, just dropped, dropped free. Not even like in King Kong, sure. chained up, you know, where there's some sort of faux safety measures. You know, we're just going to drop them in a the cage so they can walk around in downtown Toronto. Uh, people yeah. flashing, light, flashing their cameras at him. He freaks out because all monsters are freaked out, apparently, by flashbulbs. Uh, they hate paparazzi. I mean, is, don't, is it the paparazzi okay. or is the flash? What would happen if you put a Yeti in a lightning storm? Is that, I mean, what, is it going to freak out about that? Hey, yeah. I'm just going to say, yeah, he would. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Uh, and of course, everything you know, the Yeti goes crazy, goes bonkers, is wreaking havoc and destruction on all the paper mache and cardboard boxes that he can find. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, the the girl is in this hotel, and Cliff is in this hotel, and he's trying to get her out of there, and she's said, "Aren't you concerned?" Uh, and his response again, creepy factor, you know, of a hundred. Of course, I'm concerned about us. Us? Are you concerned you're going to get 40 to 60 years in the, in the claim to pervert? Oh, my God. I think that's what he really meant. Uh, yeah. And, of course, you know, the, the, the Yeti is running amok. He, he, uh, the girl's falling down an elevator shaft, and he rescues her at the last second. Uh that he's reported to be in the area. Reported to be in the area again. <laughs> he's reported he's, to be in the area. You know, the, the, the police say he's reported to be in the area. Okay, you know he's as tall uh-huh. as the buildings, and you know, yeah. Uh, what did you think of that uh, wall scaling scene where he's climbing down the building and kicking the windows in? Well, you remember that scene? I remember that scene, and and and. You know, in the in actuality, you know that's not a bad way to scale a wall. I thought so too. I thought that was actually well thought. Now the the guy who can't hear because the hearing aids off and gets the window kicked out from behind him and doesn't notice. Yeah, you know, not like if he if that wasn't a, you know, a blue screen that that he wouldn't have been you know cut to pieces by the shards of glass and bled out on his you know chicken Kiev or whatever you're reading. Yeah, sure. yeah, Sit in front of a window and a twelve foot, you know, twelve foot long foot comes in and kicks the glass out, and you're fine. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Right, and then yeah. Yeti passes out. He's he's dying. He needs something. And uh, what was he dying from? I never really I, understood never what he said, was dying from. Never said. Uh, I just well, what I'm concerned. What I think happened is, if you notice, they they put a hose. Which magically grew a lot of bigger than it was when they brought it in uh, around him as he was sleeping to give him air, and so I yeah. think the Yeti had sleep apnea. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That yeah. ex- okay, that's perfect. Pretty, yeah, and the the bad guy turns off the O2. Uh, the Yeti's gonna die, and so Jane and the mute uh, and some random nameless. Security people jump in this. I don't even know what kind of van this was. It looked like something I drew when I was four years old. It was that kind of design of a van. And, you know, apparently run off to the all night oxygen store as one does. 
Yeah, sure, sure. Get a single tiny canister of oxygen. Now again, Yeti, fifty to hundred feet tall. Right. A a, a oxygen tank that size. You know, if you if you're a, a normal size human like me, would be uh, you know half of one's small finger. And so, how much oxygen is that going to provide? Okay, I'm done. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there again, it wasn't well researched. Uh, the you know, size proportion to everything else, whatever. Yeah, not much research there. Right, right. And then the uh, the bad guys decide they're going to kill the professor and frame the yeti. Why, why yeah. frame the yeti? Oh, oh, yeah, no. I forgot that that Cliff is actually working for a competitive company. He's now yes. the new president or some crap. I don't know what killing the Yeti is going to do about this. This has got a very weird business model that these people have. Uh, and, uh, so, really explained too well either. I, I didn't. He's a bad guy now. Uh, on top of yeah. being you know a teenage rapist, uh, uh, and then so they're going to take the professor out, and they have a gun. Uh, and they have knives, but how, right. how do they kill the professor? <laughs> well, they beat his head into a cabinet like ten times, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, they just kept you know grabbing him and, and shoving him back into what was actually a, a cardboard box, but just kept slamming him into sure. it over and over again until he fell over and someone put ketchup around his head at some point later uh, to kill him. Uh yeah, and then the Yeti sees this in his half half drunk stupor as he's dying of oxygen deprivation. The people show up with the oxygen. He gets a good jolt of the the gas, and he wakes up. Uh, and he starts chasing the bad guys after he's been after the cop after they told the cops that the Yeti killed the the professor. Uh, uh, I've got a note of these ah the seventies trope of the car that won't start. The two bad guys jump in the car, they won't start, and they gotta run off. Yeah. Then they Oh god, here I go. Here we go. So the one guy the Yeti finds him again, a hundred foot tall monster, uh somehow stalking through and unseen by these people. Uh right. <laughs> you know, the guy gets surprised. But I mean I'm okay, maybe, you know. Maybe Stevie Wonder would be surprised. A person with any kind of sight whatsoever, not surprised. Um, yeah. And so the, uh, the Yeti's going to step on this guy, and he's screaming, and he's screaming, and screaming, but the Yeti doesn't uh, stomp him and squish him. Uh, the foot the foot raises straight up, as, as one's foot actually does, when you're, and, and it's holding completely steady, as, as one foot does when one is standing on one foot. And then he thrusts the foot in front of him and chokes the guy to death between his toes. Yeah. Wasn't that awesome? Oh, my God. Have you ever seen a scene like that in a movie before? I mean, let's be honest. That was pretty creative. Oh, oh. <laughs> I've never seen that in another film. My minor stroke. Um <laughs> Killed by two two toes. I mean, right, come on, right. that's, that's fantastic. Because the stepping on him just would be too too plain, I suppose. Uh, yeah, 
you know, you got to get creative. Yeah, now the jig is up. The the bad guy Cliff is now full on bad guy. Uh, yes, uh, he's telling them to kill the boy and Lassie. They find Jane and they tell they tell he tries to rape Jane. Um, then he kissed the stab a dog. Um, and then the Yeti comes in and sees that they've stabbed the dog, and he's all upset. Dude, that Yeti would eat that dog. (laughs) (laughs) But all of a sudden, he felt sad for that dog. Right, right. Uh, That dog was a hero in his eyes at that point. Sure, sure. Uh, They throw the people in the car, drive off. Um, Yeti gives chase. How Yeti gives chase, I don't know. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Go across the city into some like into, into some hills on the outline on the outlying you know rolling plains of Nova Scotia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Uh, and then there he is. But yeah, I don't know. And the Yeti's throwing trees at the other cars. The cars are exploding because uh, you know all cars in movies are made out of explodium. I didn't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> Exactly, of course they are. Who wouldn't want to drive down the road in a bomb? I mean, come on, yeah, let's be yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, they stop. There's the Yeti. The Yeti's uh, the guy shoots at the Yeti with some gun, and I'm a gun guy. Uh, I don't know yeah. what this was, and it had some sort of explosive <laughs> round, and he misses. Now, how does one miss something the size of a sequoia? I don't understand. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even think about it. He missed, he missed this giant. Yet he grabs the car. Uh, then, then the the guy the the cop shoots the car out of the, out of the Yeti's hand. Um, the Yeti stomps on Cliff, kills him. Um, and there's all these cops there, and they're trying to shoot shoot him. And the the Jane character's like, "Don't shoot him!" And then she's like, "Yeti, go mountain, live wild nature." And you know, as one does when there's a wild animal on the loose, you just let it go, even though it's killed approximately two dozen people. You know, ah, nah, the bloodlust is slaked. I'm sure it'll be just fine. Oh, sure, of course. Uh, now, 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 where where was he from again originally? The Yeti? Yes, now, where did he originate from? Well, Yetis are supposed to be in the Himalayas. Well, how one got, how one got into, uh, you know, Toronto. Uh, right. I'm not sure. Especially since they were shooting, you know, Arctic ice shelving falling into the ocean. Uh, right. Not a lot of mountains there. No, no, exactly. So she tells this Yeti to go back to the wilderness to or to the mountains where life is like you knew it. Now, where he was walking from at that point, was there any chance of that really happening? No. No, but yet somehow he finds himself in front of a blue screen of the same ice shelf falling into yes. the ocean. Uh, More stock footage. And, and, yes. And, and that's how the movie ends. 
uh, they play the, they play the disco song again, and uh, that's the movie. Uh, right. You know, one thing that I that I you know noticed is that you know apparently back a million years ago the Yates had a really good dental plan because this dude has some nice teeth. You know? He does. He's got the best, the best. Oh, I mean, this oh, dude. We forgot. Oh, okay, we did forget the the penultimate scene. Uh, before the yeet, he just just you know stands in front of the <clears throat> ice. I, I guess the implication is he's going to go back and freeze himself again, so he doesn't have to live alone in the world. I don't know. It's just easier, really. So the dog gets <laughs> stabbed. This it's a collie, which I refer to as Lassie, and they talk to it like yeah. Lassie. What do you want, girl? Oh, you want us to follow? It? Okay. This dog that was stabbed and dying and dead, or presumed dead, somehow also appears. At the top of this hill, miles and miles and miles away, uh, you know, it, 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 in front of the sun, the sun is shining out from behind it. It is like the scene in Lord of the Rings uh, where Gandalf rides down the hill with the army as dawn breaks. That's the kind of lighting we're talking about here. They freaking out. Oh, beautiful. God, it's an angel dog. And they have... <laughs> Like a two-minute slow motion run to mute boy running to the dog, dog with some red paint all over running to the boy, and just slow yeah. motion and just goes and goes and goes, and the and the boy, you know, uh, oblivious to the dog's wounds, like starts picking it up and hugging it, like oh great, you know, let's go ahead and exacerbate it, we're gonna bleed out in your arm now, kid. Um, Right. That was the high note that, that the movie ended on, and that was a that was yeah that was one of those tug your heartstring moments. So you agree? Uh, tug my heartstring moment? No, no, that was indigestion. That's what that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So yes, that's uh, Yeti, uh, giant of the twentieth century. Uh, yes. No, normally, we try to do a little more research about this movie, but there is literally nothing out there about this movie. Uh, Pretty slim thing. Uh, there's, yeah. not, there's not a Wikipedia entry. There's just the IMDb. Uh, the only trivia for the IMDb entry was that it was distributed in 1977. Um, you you can get it on YouTube, but the quality is that of like a 28th generation. Uh, video dub i mean it's just so grainy you can't even see it um you know i actually was able to enjoy it better without my reading glasses because you know the, the blur made the grain seem smaller yeah it's not a great copy on youtube but it is watchable i mean the smaller the screen the better you're going to enjoy it probably and you can also find the amazing yeti disco theme that shane was talking about on youtube it's by a group well they've called themselves the yetians y-e-t-i-a-n-s so if you want to take in that little song as well you can uh, on youtube but don't but don't <laughs> Yeah. Shane warns against it. Don't. Yeah. Don't do it. Uh, whatever you do, just have nothing to do with anything about this movie. You know, the, the whole purpose of this podcast is I take the bullets that you don't have to. Uh, True. Unless you, so unless you ever meet this madman that I've called my friend for so many years, uh, and he tries <laughs> to get you to watch one of these movies, you can say, no, no. I heard when Shane, about when Shane watched it. I'm good. 
So I'm saving yeah. you people. I'm saving you people. He's doing you a favor, a public service, if you will. This guy's a hero. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that about wraps up uh, our uh, episode one of season two. Of yes, season two, baby. Podcast. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do this uh, on a semi-regular basis. And uh, uh, we will have a Patreon page up and running uh, probably by the next episode or two. Uh, certainly we'll have a uh, come visit us and drop us a line at the Paid and Green Peppers Facebook page uh, yes just, yeah. just go to Facebook and, and look that up there's not a whole lot of Paid and Green Peppers out there uh, No. and then uh, again you can go back and find our uh, first season that we did uh, on our, our YouTube channel and please go by and do that and while you're out there uh, go and subscribe to the uh, Kakaida Libre page uh, everything my buddy does out there is some high quality crap. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go by, watch Patrick's videos, uh, come by and, uh, say hi to us at the Peyton Green Peppers podcast page yes. on Facebook. Yes. And, uh, we will talk to you again, uh, very soon. So until then, um, uh, Guys, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep your produce fresh. Yes. Definitely. All right. Take care. Bye.